Imagine you're in your car and you see a large figure standing in the road. Humanoid in shape, but with massive wings and glowing red eyes. Mothman's legend has captivated us since the 1960s. The terrifying creature that resides in the Appalachians of Virginia. Is Mothman just a legend? Is he a science experiment gone wrong? Or is he just a product of evolution? All right, all right. My name is Noah, and you are listening to the Eerie Podcast. So guys, it's been a few weeks, and I wanted to apologize. I had a big issue with the original recording of this specific episode, and of course, it was the week prior to me moving, so I was busy packing, and then I had to move, which was another crazy week after that. So it's been a few weeks and I hadn't had a chance to re-record this until now. But now I am in my new place. I am loving it. It's absolutely beautiful. It I like it's I think anyone who's listening who has ever lived in their own place and like got to choose everything themselves and it's just like a different feeling, you know, especially after being in a crappy relationship, you know? <laughs> so yeah, now that that misery's done, we are set to be back on schedule and do our damn thing. So I'm happy to announce that you will be getting this episode today, but you will also be getting an episode later this week. And that's just so I can kind of make up some lost time here. I had so much in my calendar. Like I have everything planned out up until the end of March. And I had to push all of it back. So now it's like mid-April. So yeah, I want to say thank you all for being patient with me. I know this has not been easy by any means, but I am so happy to be back on here and recording. All right. So, yeah, we are talking about a cryptid today, Mothman. So, one weird thing is that everyone thinks Mothman is hot, which I don't understand. <laughs> so, from what I can gather, because Mothman apparently has, like, a super fit bud and is super muscular, I don't understand, to be honest, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, there's some depictions of him, like, with a six-pack and wonderful pecs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. But, yeah, Zaddy Mothman. Who knew? Anyway, so the story, to get to the bottom of what Mothman is, we have to go back. And we are going to go back to November 15th, 1966. So there's two couples. They were just driving around the TNT area and drove up to a old abandoned factory that's within that area in Point Pleasant, Virginia. The couple's names were Roger and Linda Scarberry and Steve and Mary Millette. So these two couples were driving down the road and they noticed in the headlights on the road a tall black figure with 
bright red eyes. Steve, who was the driver at the time, later would say that the figure was about six or seven feet tall, and the wingspan of this creature was about 10 feet wide. So this thing was massive and obviously terrifying to find just in the middle of the road. So later they would say that this creature shied away from the light and the couples just drove away. They're like terrified. But while they were driving away, they noticed in the rear view that the creature was flying. And they said that they went up to 100 miles per hour and this thing was still tailing them easily. So this creature obviously was super fast. Like not many things I know of can fly at 100 miles per hour. <laughs> so during the next few days, there was a lot of other people that reported similar sightings. And all of this happened in around the same area, which was close to something called the TNT area of a few days later, people reported similar sightings as the couple back in 1966. Two volunteer firemen who saw it said that it was like a large bird with red eyes. And the eyes were about two inches wide and six inches apart. So not like a standard person's eyes would be. So, and typically birds aren't, you know, seven feet tall. The Mason County Sheriff, George Johnson, commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron, which is a large bird. He termed the shite poke. Then a contractor, Newell Partridge, told Johnson that when he aimed a flashlight at the creature, in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors. And then he also blamed the buzzing noises from his television on the Mothman, and then also the disappearance of his German Shepherd. So someone came in and was like, okay, guys, this seems a little far-fetched. Let's, let's think about this a little bit. So a wildlife biologist named Robert L. Smith from West Virginia University was like, okay, this sounds like a sandhill crane. Like, this crane is an American crane that's almost as tall as a man and also has a seven-foot wingspan and has reflective coloring around the eyes in red. He said that the bird might have migrated out of its migration route and therefore was unrecognized at first because it was not native to the region. So who, especially back in the 60s, like... Who would have recognized this? We didn't have the internet. You couldn't look it up. <laughs> so who knows? So now I'm going to jump into the story of one of the witness sightings that I thought was the most interesting. And it's a little creepy, more creepy than the first incident, but very similar in a way. So this woman and her brother and her two other siblings, her younger siblings were in the back. She was sitting in the front seat and her brother was driving. This was in the 60s. So they were just driving down the road, I think just for the fun of it. And all of a sudden, this woman or this girl at the time looked over and she saw a pair of red eyes just running next to the car. It was late at night and she didn't quite understand exactly what was happening. She heard the stuff that was going on within the town. 
and the sightings that people were speaking of, but she said she saw no wings. So this thing was keeping up with the car, running right alongside it. So she pointed out to her brother, and he, he was like, okay, well, we're going to turn off here towards the docks of TNT. There was a like area with docks. So he did that, and he pulled up to this building. And the building was like three floors, and there was a like kind of like a porch on the top, I think for maybe sending signal lighting towards the docks. He stopped, and this creature jumped on the hood. Everyone inside just froze. They were terrified. They didn't know what to do. So the creature eventually just jumped. She said it jumped in her recollection of this. She claims there was literally no wings in sight. But she said it jumped to the third floor deck that I mentioned earlier. And her brother got out of the car and said, Shoo, get out of here. Get. And the thing jumped down just inches away from him. So at this point, they were like, okay, this thing is going to attack my brother. Like, of course, why not? <laughs> then the creature all of a sudden let out its wings. And she said that it started flapping so fast, but the wings were so beautiful and at least six foot in length. But the wings started flapping and it just flew away. They got back into the car terrified and drove back to their home Ter like this story i thought was the scariest because it was like a close encounter and four people saw it so it's just creepy that they could be this close to something i'm going to quickly go over a few of the other encounters that i found there there's a lot, like there's so many, like a lot of them kind of see Mothman as like not a threat to people. Like he is like just a being that's curious, but okay. So there was a witnessing of at some points just seeing Mothman everywhere. Like one guy said that he saw Mothman on his neighbor's roof and he reported it to authorities. One encounter was from Thomas Urey. So he was just driving. He was a businessman in this area. He was in the, one of the suburbs of Point Pleasant. And he was just driving. And he noticed something flying in the sky about 500 feet above his car. And it was flying around in circles, right? Every circle, the creature seemed to get closer to his car. Thomas would later say that the wingspan was like 10 feet wide, right? The thing was massive. He said he was terrified at first. He, he was utterly terrified. But then he started to realize that this thing didn't seem like a threat. It didn't, it wasn't attacking the car. It wasn't making any hostile moves towards him. So he started to realize, he was like, this thing is curious about me and I'm curious about it. So he just kind of, as he drove, he kept looking at it and, you know, trying to figure out what it is, really. He said there was this, like, weird mutual curiosity that he could just feel, you know? And he told authorities that later. He was like, it, I don't know if it was a bat 
or what, but it seemed very curious and it didn't seem like it was going to hurt me. Another witnessing was by Linda Scarsbury. And she, over time, said that she saw this creature 18 times. She said one of the times that this creature was outside of her house at night. And he was just, you know, sitting somewhere in her yard. And when she was looking out at it, it was looking back at her. And she said that she felt an overwhelming sadness from this creature. Like it was trying to tell her something. And that it felt empathy towards her and towards people. Another one was not so positive about Mothman. And this one describes Mothman as like an evil entity, which this is the first time we've heard this. So this was by a man named Lawrence Gray. So he was 19 at the time. And one night he was just facing the window while he's in bed and looked out at the crossing. And then all of a sudden, this creature was right next to his bed, like inside. And he said it had red eyes and it had like a grayish body and like kind of looked dirty. He didn't see any zippers and nothing crazy like that, but he said it felt evil. And he said that he started to think of the blood of Christ and the like religious things because he was a religious man and it all of a sudden disappeared. He said that he's never forgotten that feeling, and he genuinely felt like it was evil. I don't know about that, Lawrence. <laughs> to me, I, I don't know. If Mothman is a real entity, then I feel like maybe he's nice, you know? Maybe that's why everyone's so obsessed with him. I mean, I saw a few videos of people slapping the ass of Mothman, like the statue in Point Pleasant. <laughs> so that ass but you know moth zaddy <laughs> why oh man but yeah but it's funny to me that there's so many encounters in this area and maybe it is some like crane or something that's not from this area or whatnot but it just seems so crazy that there's so many encounters that no one can really explain. I'm curious because like, you know how there was a lot of testing, like genetic testing going on during the 40s. I'm wondering if maybe like there was like this science experiment that just went completely wrong or maybe the chemicals from the factories like got into the environment and created this creature. It sounds like a sci-fi film. I know, I know, but I think it's cool to think about like this thing could have so many different origins, but we don't know. Like it could be a deity for all we know, but it's interesting how it's associated with disasters. At the time, Batman was a popular TV show. A lot of people, because of the popularity of the Batman series at the time, the Batman series had a villain called the Killer Moth and he didn't appear in the show, but he appeared in the comics. But because of the popularity of Batman and the Killer Moth, it's believed that that's where the name Mothman came from in the local newspapers. They're like, okay, this sounds catchy. Let's use it. The following year, something tragic happened in this area. So there's a bridge called the Silver Bridge. This bridge was built 
from I-bars. And these were built for around 100 years. Like, they'd usually been constructed from bar links using rows of four to six bars, sometimes using several such chains in parallel. Something similar can be seen in the Clifton Suspension Bridge. The Silver Bridge, rather than having a thick stack of thinner bars of lower material strength, the Silver Bridge wasn't built in a way that was really great. <laughs> it only composed of two bars for each of the links, which isn't considered to be good. They were made of high-strength steel, but it's not, not amazing. So... With only the two bars, the failure of one could impose excessive loading on the second, which would cause total failure. So one of these bars breaking means all the weight is going to go on this other bar, which is obviously going to cause that one to break. Eventually, one of the bars broke, and then the whole bridge collapsed. This bridge was built in 1928 and named the Silver Bridge because of its aluminum paint. On December 15th, 1967, the bridge collapsed under the weight of the rush hour traffic. And unfortunately, 46 people died. Two of the victims were never found, and they did an investigation on the wreckage. The investigation showed that the bridge was carrying much heavier loads than it had been designed for, and the bridge was also just poorly maintained. So the bridge was replaced by the Silver Memorial Bridge, which was completed in 1969. One good thing that came out of this was there was legislation that was put in place that would ensure that older bridges were regularly inspected and maintained, even though right now in the U.S. it's still a problem, like aging infrastructure is just not in a great place. It's hard, you know, because some communities don't have the resources that you know, bigger cities do, like Boston or New York City. So they don't have the people to inspect them or the professionals needed in those areas to really maintain them. So it's understandable, also a little bit scary. I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm i not a huge fan of bridges. I especially like wired bridges. I just think of like... I don't know, this situation and then like the collapse of other bridges that I've seen over, you know, time. I just don't like old bridges. Anyway, back to Mothman. This incident with the Silver Bridge gave rise to the legend and connected Mothman sightings to the bridge collapse, which doesn't make sense at all. But people started to say that Mothman kind of foreshadowed something terrible that was going to happen. Right before the Silver Bridge incident, he was said to be seen flying over it or around it. Later on, people would say they saw Mothman before tsunamis or earthquakes. And there's even some people that say right before 9-11, they saw him. So he kind of became like a, yeah, he, he kind of foreshadowed something disastrous happening. So some think that Mothman might be able to see into the future and that he appears to warn people of the impending doom. But we don't know that for sure. No one's ever studied Mothman outside of, you know, what people have said. So I think it's important to not diminish the tragedy of what happened. It just to associate it with 
something a little more exciting than, you know, a simple bridge collapsing, which it's not exciting in any way. But I think it's important to say that this was a real tragedy and 46 people lost their lives. And that's what should get the attention when you think of the Silver Bridge, not Mothman. All right, Eerie Tribe, I'm so excited to talk about today's sponsor, Audible. Audible is, <laughs> I can honestly say that I use Audible on a daily level. I read a lot, but sometimes I don't have time to just read or maybe I'm, you know, hitting the hay and I need to put the book down and just listen for a little bit. New members can actually try Audible for free for 30 days using our link. As an Audible member, you can choose one title per month to keep from their entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. You can find some $50 audiobooks and get them super cheap by just having this Audible membership. There's so many Audible exclusives as well that you can only listen to on Audible. You'll discover exclusive Audible originals from top celebrities, renowned experts, and exciting new voices in audio, which I might be one of those soon. But for real, anything you're interested in, you can find it on Audible. There's so much on Audible that you can check out. If you visit audibletrial.com slash theeriepod, you can get one free month and one free book that you get to keep forever. So check it out, guys. Strongly recommend it. So we've talked a little bit about Mothman himself, what he looks like and some of the sightings. But let's talk a little bit about the area around here. This place was called the TNT area because it was a ammunition manufacturing facility that employed a few thousand people during its peak. And this area is more than 8,000 acres. And this was during the World War II time. For safety reasons, the explosives that were there were stored in bunkers or igloos and they were strategically scattered across the territory and disguised by a thick layer of earth so when you look at the photos here there's like marshes there's like creepy almost like hobbit holes except not because they literally have like steel doors <laughs> and they look like you would find bombs in there, like just from the outside. <laughs> so after the war in World War II, this place was essentially abandoned and was converted in part to like a wildlife management area. So this place, I'll post a few photos on the Instagram, but this place was creepy looking and it still is today. It, there's a lot of abandoned buildings and obviously you'll find these like weird ammunition bunkers seems very out of place for a wildlife reserve but also cool i kind of want to go visit <laughs> so later on this place was added to the federal list of hazardous waste sites that are eligible for cleanup that's because of the land being severely contaminated by explosive byproducts it's a little bit gross i'm not sure if it's been cleaned since some of the documents from my research were from like the early 2000s so it might have already been cleaned up but based on the photographs i've seen from recently it doesn't look like it so a lot of the old factories were demolished or abandoned and what was left is slowly being you know overtaken by nature and 
some of these bunkers have been ransacked by the government, park officials and whoever's in charge of disposing some of this stuff. Which leaves the perfect lair for the Mothman. Which is crazy because apparently in 2010, one of these bunkers exploded. And no one knows why it decided to explode at that point. Just maybe because of the heat or something like that. But some people believe that Mothman was behind the detonation. So in this area, it's said that Mothman has like a lair where he kind of lives in the old abandoned factories and empty locations that are, you know, found in this place. Mothman's sightings did quiet down for a long time. And over the past maybe 20 years or so, they've kind of sporadically happened more and more. But I don't think it's fair to blame Mothman for a shitty bridge. <laughs> like, Mothman, it sounds like he was just being a good guy. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to warn all these people that this bridge is going to fall. Hopefully no one will go on it that day. But, you know, he doesn't know how to talk. So maybe that's that was just his way of warning people. But some really great things that have come from this are the improvements to the, the economy of Point Pleasant became kind of amazing because of Mothman. They started to focus a lot on the legend there. And they have a festival every year now where 10 to 12,000 people go each year. There's also a lot of gift shops and restaurants that are themed after Mothman. And Mothman has really brought a lot of good to this community that was kind of suffering after the war ended because a lot of people worked for the government developing ammunition and, you know, military stuff. So this couldn't have come at a better time. And today you can go to the Mothman Festival, which is this huge, awesome festival. And you can look up pictures on Google. It's really, really cool. The museum is also run by someone who has lived in this area for a long time and was around when all this kind of went down. So really, really cool. In the center of the town, there's a giant statue of Mothman, and it's pretty sick. Like, it must have been designed by an artist because it looks super cool. It kind of <laughs> it kind of looks like a, a villain from Power Rangers, like 90s Power Rangers, or maybe like a Godzilla film. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. I would absolutely buy that and have that in my house. Because why not live your life, you know? <laughs> so some sources say that right after the Mothman incident of 66 and 67, some of the locals reported that they saw men in black in the area that were around asking questions. Because, you know, why not? Men in black seem to pop up everywhere when things go a little bit weird. <laughs> so the men in black showed up and like, started like poking around, I guess. This has not been confirmed in any way. It's just some of the locals have said, yeah, around that time, there's these guys that were showing up and they were, you know, scary. I thought I'd just throw that out there because it seemed interesting. I mean, we hear about all these incidents 
throughout the U.S. that can't be explained. And there's always a little bit of talk about the men in black just showing up and, you know, either threatening people into silence or showing up and asking questions or blocking off areas of a specific place that has a phenomenon happening. So I thought that was interesting. There was no documentation or government confirmation of this, but I thought it was good to put out there as well. Over the past maybe six years or so, it looks like Mothman has kind of started to reappear. Most notably in 2020 in Chicago in the surrounding area of Lake Michigan, there's been over 100 reported sightings of something bat-like or moth-like. And one guy said that he witnessed, while he was walking on the street, he looked up at a building because he saw a person up there. And he saw this person just jump off and fly away from a large building in Chicago. If I saw that, I would probably be a little freaked out. But then if I thought, well, hey, maybe it's Mothman, you know, real MVP Mothman, I'd probably be like, okay, that's cool. There's even a video that someone took and a photo from 2016 that shows Mothman flying or what they think is Mothman. There's no proof that this video is real, but it's still really cool. You should look it up. I would just look up 2020 video of Mothman and then 2016 photo of Mothman. But super cool. A lot of people have tried to explain what Mothman is. And it's hard because, you know, it's not as if they could pull him aside and be like, hey, buddy, what are you? Some people claim that Mothman is an alien or that he is a supernatural manifestation or he's a weird creature that just survived somehow by himself. And he, he was a product of evolution and was just a really rare species of creature. Who knows? But yeah, what do you think of Mothman? And what do you think of the zaddy status that Mothman has gotten? <laughs> I don't know about it, to be honest, but I think Mothman sounds like the MVP cryptid that we all wanted, and I kind of like him. So that's it for the, today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this. Make sure to check out our social media. Our Instagram is Instagram.com slash Theory Podcast. Facebook is Facebook.com. Wow, I can't talk today. Uh, Facebook.com slash The Eerie Podcast. And our Twitter is... Actually, we're not using Twitter anymore because Twitter's become a suck house. So we will just do the Facebook and Instagram. Make sure to check out our website, TheEeriePodcast.com. And make sure if you are listening... Hit that follow button, subscribe, whatever, on whatever podcast platform you're listening on so that you can get updates when we have new episodes. Sorry if you hear my boys in the background. There's napping under my feet. <laughs> so I'm going to surprise you all, and we are going to have another episode this week. As kind of a, an apology for the time I had to spend moving, I felt super bad and I wanted to re-record this episode so badly but I had to pack everything away so I apologize we are going to talk about the Cleveland three which isn't a great story and it's going to bring us down a little bit from the cryptid side but 
we love a good survival story. And I think that the people involved, the survivors are some of the bravest people. So yeah, I'm excited to tell their story and talk about them a little bit. Make sure to keep it eerie guys. Uh, and yeah, keep it fucking eerie like a Mothman, real MVP of the cryptid world, you know? I would love to see Mothman fight the Rougarou or Slenderman. That would be a cool video game. You heard it here first, guys. Let's have a video game where it's literally just cryptids fighting each other in horror. I think there, that might have existed already. Never mind. But that would be cool, right? Just all the cryptids <laughs> fighting each other. You get to pick one, kind of like Smash, except cryptids, right? That'd be awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. And yeah, go get you a Mothman shirt. Go to the Mothman Museum. Go support all of this Mothman stuff. But make sure to remember the Silver Bridge. That is not a Mothman thing. Sure, maybe he played like a little, you know, tried to warn people part in this. But he is not the main center of this. The tragedy is the main center of that. So... Make sure to keep that in mind when you're thinking or looking at anything related to the Silver Bridge. All right. Bye, guys. I will see you again this week. Love you so much. Why am I talking like this? I sound like a bro from the valleys in California. <laughs> wow. It is late, you guys. I'll see you this week. I'm not going to say what day. It'll be a surprise day. But, yeah.